0: You're listening to WNUR Evanston, and this is the best
1: of WNUR. You're listening to Opera Box Score. Uh, Let's get ready to run.
2: Happy holidays to one and all. I'm your host, George Cedarquist, and welcome to Opera Box Score. Wherever you are, however you're listening, thanks for joining us. Eh, I wish I could say the same for Giovanna, who is out sick with the stomach flu. We are the only radio show in America about opera where you get to have your say live on the air. Call us on 847-866-WNUR. That's 847 866 9687. Or if you're shy, you can leave us a message on 224 2184box. Again, 224 218 9269. Well, the holidays are right around the corner, and tonight, Tobias, Oliver, and I each divulge our Christmas lists about what we'd like to find under the tree. If the tree was an opera house, you don't want to miss what we're each wishing for. Plus, in 15 minutes, it's an all-new format for our opera quiz, complete with signaling devices. And at the bottom of the hour, it's our infamous TKO segment where two opera singers face off in a steel cage deathmatch. This time, we've got sound clips to add to the battle. Let's do this. We are live. No edits. No filters. Kickoff is next. After these messages, so keep it locked right here, right now, on WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago, and Opera Box Score.
3: This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council.
1: Today, my new dad threw a barbecue. I burnt everything.
3: Ah!
0: Did you know that by age 12, an alarming number of girls begin to lose interest in math and science and their chance at most future jobs? Take a little time at home every day to keep her interest in technology alive. For specific ideas, go to girlsgotech.org. It's her future. Do the math. A message from the Ad Council, Girl Scouts of the USA, and WNUR.
3: Hey, Billy. Want to go to the state fair?
4: Yeah!
3: Well, you can't. Now well, you see, Billy, when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have done with it. But now your parents are becoming energy efficient. They could save hundreds of dollars a year and take you to the fair next year.
4: I want to go now.
3: Mm, I know you do. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy
1: and the Ad Council. Opera Class. Sports Radio crass. This is Opera Box School. With George Cedarquist, Tobias Wright, and Giovanna Jacques. Chalk Talk on Opera Box Score. Well, so much for Giovanna. She she told whomp, me.
2: Whomp, yeah, whomp. Exactly. She told me that she had the stomach flu, which is is clearly uh, a lie, because then she said that it was food poisoning, and then she went back and said it was the stomach flu. So uh, basically she's just been drinking too much.
5: Yeah, word on the street was that. She was out partying hard last night. She
0: was out partying with Chicago Fringe Opera, mm-hmm. those big wigs over there. So <laughs> she'll get no free plug for chicagofringeopera.org. She'll get no plug for that.
2: None so. of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, all I can say for Giovanna is that if she was throwing up, I would hold her hair for her. Oh, um, yeah, that's that that so sweet. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. You sort of
0: have an afro, so I wouldn't have to hold your hair. So if you were throwing no, it up just that, goes yeah. straight up. Although, but the beard, also, yeah. It gets I stuck was going to say, George,
5: yeah. I have to comment on your beard because it is gorgeous. It was made <laughs> for radio. I'm working on the
2: hipster beard. I bought my first jar of mustache wax. Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: You're sort of like the Terry Gross of WNUR, you know, Exactly. you're like diminutive and facial hair. <laughs> uh,
2: so as I said, happy holidays to everybody. We've got a holiday show for you today. We're going to get into it right away with uh, our Christmas lists. And Tobias, you get to go first. What sort of things are on your Christmas list for opera?
5: Well, a lot. Um, I'm going to start with something, though. It's, a, it's kind of a bit of a rant, and I do apologize, and I don't mean to be rude here. Um, and so we'll,
0: basically, you're bitter for Christmas. Uh, yes. All right. Gotcha.
5: <laughs> Hello. As every <laughs> That's young one lump of coal, <laughs> as as every young underemployed singer is, um, scared and bitter. However, my my wish, I want the United States educational system. This is I'm throwing a I'm casting a huge net here. Um, I want the United States educational system to quit producing so many singers, uh, to have some artistic integrity, to not be um, Feeder systems into an already oversaturated saturated market of singers uh, who either don't have the necessary skill. Perhaps it's a talent thing um, to go on and have you know actual careers in which they are artists. What I'm saying here is, we produce so many singers in the United States. Uh, we have so many singers who get master's degrees from actually great institutions. Um, And what they actually lack is any artistic knowledge. And I don't think that it's necessarily their fault. I do think that um, a lot of it has to do with these systems allowing students to come in and be um, cash generators um, for universities, for programs. Um
2: and that bothers me. So it sounds like basically you're wishing that the competition would go away to give you more parts. But he's blaming the US. He's like, Thanks, Obama. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for
0: creating so many great universities yeah, that we have know voice programs. When so.
5: Trump is president, he will yeah. not let this happen.
0: He definitely will close all of the voice programs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He'll no. send all those Italian voice teachers back to where they came from. <laughs>
5: no, I don't I don't want the okay, so I don't want competition to disappear. I love mm. competition. I mm. think it brings out the best in people. What mm. I think um is is that there's just so many people who go out there and don't have, an, have a clue what they're actually doing. And yet they are armed with this. Okay, are we talking about
0: singers or teachers? Well,
5: I'm talking about singers. Okay. Well, would, I'm going uh, to blame,
0: blame the teachers. I think okay. that there are too many people getting uh, degrees in voice who end up, you know, teaching voice, you know, they create an opera program, Uh, you know, in a city like Chicago, we have like three big schools that are doing it. And if you look hard, there's actually like six or seven schools that are, that have opera programs. So there's no business for a city, even as big as Chicago Mm -hmm. to have that many, you know, the school, the, you know, the public university, you know, across the street from your diner does not need to be having an opera scenes program, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I agree with
5: that. So I, but, but saying that there are too many teachers and teachers who
0: Who don't know how to teach how to sing? I mean, like I haven't had a career. Yeah, I mean, I went to a pretty prestigious voice program, so I won't poo poo it. Especially since I might be there at this very moment. (laughs) But uh, you know, I didn't really like. Well, there are. I'll just say I've been to a lot of performances around the city uh, of like these. We talk about these these nano micro opera companies Mm -hmm. where people are getting their masters from xyz you know Mm -hmm. university and Mm -hmm. they have no idea what the hell they're doing what they're singing and they get help from the teacher producing a show and uh, it's it's just vanity projects the
5: intent is wonderful and part of what we are champions of here especially on this show is we want more art we want it to continue to grow but I, i think what i said initially was artistic integrity and so when i i've had a lot of young singers reach out to me and say, hey, I know you did the the grad school thing yeah. um, and they've sought my advice and my advice is the same to all of them. It's don't go. Read a book. Buy a score. Learn what those people did. You don't have to go pay $100,000 uh, to to become an artist, to understand well, the, what it In a the few minutes means,
0: left we have in this segment, I, I will agree with you there that you know, have curiosity about the art form Teach first. Teach yourself you know?
5: what it is to be an yeah. artist.
0: Go listen to some records, You know, go uh, you know, go see an opera, you know, go mm-hmm. figure out what this thing really is and see if you really like it. I think a lot of people get into singing because they... Like the sound of their own voices, and they like being the center of attention. And maybe they come from affluent families where you know, like you're just supposed to go to school and learn something that's not useful, mm-hmm. and you choose music, and then you you know you clog up the system. You know, you 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 add too much noise. You know, and then you end up dropping out the first time you're rejected. Once you're out of well, school and for a lot the of these, world, you know,
5: exactly, exactly. For a lot of these uh, younger people who are doing this without really understanding why they are doing it, and I can freely admit I was one of them. Why did I go to grad school? Because I didn't know what my next step was. You
0: and know? your parents are filthy rich. Uh,
5: no, quite the opposite. <laughs> quite. <laughs> quite
2: the opposite. I, invest, I took a risk and invested in myself, and my returns have been minimal because here I am. I mean, you have to be judicious about the program, though. Like, as a director, getting an MFA in directing was a very important thing for me to do, mm-hmm. and I was able to create, like, my own interdisciplinary program where I could do theater and opera and I could collaborate with designers and I could tinker and work in opera workshop and doing plays uh and it cost didn't cost me not a dime but it, it cost me far less just because of the program I went to mm-hmm. here and at Northwestern and I mean that was a real benefit for me so I mean I can't advocate I for I shutting certainly down those programs.
5: think that there are benefits to getting a master's degree you make connections that you otherwise wouldn't have made and I understand that um my where I guess where my biggest fear is that we, I say we, um, as a person with a master's degree in music. You are okay, a master. I thought that was like fact, a royal yeah. way.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not. But I just. Well, when you get your master's, you can now call yourself. A master. A yeah, master. Yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs>
5: well, what did my master's degree actually teach me was that I didn't know anything. Yeah. yeah. That was well, what well, my two What we years brushed
0: over really quickly on this topic is that, you know, these universities do use the voice programs to just rake in the money. Because unlike with piano or strings, like you probably don't start taking lessons until you're about the age to enter college. And so you aren't necessarily expected to have a fully formed instrument and a sense of uh, musicianship you know, when you are in your undergraduate degree. So it's really the master's era where you're trying to really filter yourself out as mm-hmm. being somebody who's serious about this. But uh, because nobody is that great when they're 17 years old there is not a lot of money uh, to go around for scholarships for young right. singers and so all those all that money goes to the chinese violinists i mean they could be Russian, you know.
2: And so this is the the thing at the top of your Christmas list, Tobias. Is there anything else that you would like <laughs> besides that if I'm, if I'm not able to find this thing and eliminate all these people and get them out I, of the I way? could
5: think of a few things. I just had to get this off my chest. It had really been bothering me, and I think part of the reason it had been bothering me, it's audition season and, mm-hmm. you know, being a singer and in the
0: singer community, we're
5: all... there's hashtag so singer much, woes, yes. Hashtag singer Rose, uh, woes, yeah. hashtag we're all... Insecurity, <laughs> you know, but oh. that's part of. If Giovanna of it. was here, I'm
0: sure she'd be comforting you
5: right now. Well, she'd be like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about our next date. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of all my insecurities there. You yeah. should be so
2: lucky, Tobias. <laughs> this is this is gonna be a really male show. I just realized. It's a that. sausage fest, yes. With like with Tobias and myself and Oliver <laughs> Macho Camacho over here. Yep, keeping a, it really butch over <laughs> here. So, <laughs> well, you, you definitely want to stick around. Our pop quiz is coming up next. Whatever you do, don't touch that dial. Eighty-nine point three. WNUR, Evanston, Chicago. We're also streaming live, WNUR.org slash pop-up. You can also give us a call to sound off with your opinion. 847-866-WNUR 847-866-9687
1: You're listening to Opera Box Score with George, Tobias and Giovanna. Pop
2: Quiz. Oh boy. Welcome back to Upper Box Score. No, Giovanna Jacques, unfortunately. She's puking her guts out <laughs> in her studio apartment. She's, she's home. <laughs> she's worshiping the porcelain god right <laughs> now. So. Either that or like she's in her PJs with a cup in of cocoa. I think she's actually watching the rebroadcast
0: with The Wiz. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. So, in her, in her <laughs> place, um, Oliver is going gonna, is gonna to take over the pop quiz. Yeah, so. I, I will just preface this by uh, my son Ben had another. Question lined up for Giovanna, yeah. and uh, which was what is Ben's favorite meal? Yeah. <laughs>
0: mac and cheese. Uh,
2: that's that's really close. It's spaghetti with cream sauce. Mm, okay,
0: wow, so, that's a little bit more adult. That sound yeah, good right yeah. Now? yeah. Uh, It is <laughs> winter, carb season. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that your son probably should not stick around for this quiz. So, if you're awake right now, time to turn off the radio and go to bed because this is a very, a, a very special Christmassy edition of our opera quiz. Uh, these questions, I'm trying to make a quiz that feels like Love Actually, you know, something that has everything in it, you know, uh, lesbianism. Why you, there's no lesbianism wait, actually why in Actually. Wait, why did you just actually. wink at me? <laughs> <laughs> but there's everything. There's actually no gay theme in, in Love Actually, so well, it's that, not that inclusive. Oh, I thought you meant in the but, pop quiz. But they have Wisconsin in there. Um, so they got cow, so, cows? Anyway, um, so this quiz is about, you know, the act of giving gifts, you know, about kissing under the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. And since it is about opera, uh, of course, uh, seasonal affective disorder.
2: Well, let's make sure that our signaling... Yeah, yeah, wait, wait. So,
0: I'm gonna, so I've, I've equipped our contestants uh, with uh, jingle bells so that we can uh, chime in when you know the this, answer. the so
2: jingle bell looks like a marital <laughs> egg. I just, wait, George, so I'm gonna, I'm
0: George gonna, can I hear your jingle bell, Yeah, I want, I want you to hear... This is George's jingle bell. Okay, very good. And then Tobias? Good, it sounds like <laughs> somebody's jingle bell is bigger than the other, but okay. So put your fingers on your bells and uh, get ready for question been there all number day. one. All right. Question number one. Uh, which... So this is multiple choice, gentlemen? Oh, Thank okay. um, God. Which opera has <laughs> two acts that take place on Christmas Eve? Is it... Ah, let me... Oh, da, 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 da. Multiple choice. Is it Andrew Lloyd Webber's monumental operatic work, The Phantom of the Opera, in which the miserly Christine is transformed into a kinder, more generous soprano after a visit from a phantom baritone? Is it... One of Donizetti's early works, Santo Niccolo del Polo Nord, <laughs> or is it Giacomo Puccini's adaptation of Rent? <laughs> Ooh, Did you hear my tiny I, I little think bells? Tobias just beat you just by the hair. It's Rent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> La Rent <laughs> by Giacomo Puccini. Okay. Candle. That's, that's one, one point for Tobias, right?
5: I just want to point out, George, I th- I don't know what happened after our first few episodes, but I've been kicking your butt in these things. It's mm-hmm. Let's really see. We'll see. We'll see. There's there's a couple more questions a to go, long way to we'll go see. Go here. All Toby right.
0: Question number two. One. George. Which zero. opera starts and ends with children shouting, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. This is not a multiple choice question. Oh. Um here are some hints.
2: Thank you. Yeah, that'd be helpful.
0: Uh, at the end of the opera, uh, there's a tenor on the floor who's bleeding out. <laughs> Another hand for you guys, uh, because I'm feeling very generous for Christmas. Uh, This French opera's titular hero also made delicious butter candies, hard candies. Oh, George,
2: Uh, Verter,
0: very good! Ding, 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 ding. So we're tied. One-to-one, veritaire.
2: I
5: like that second hint.
2: By Massonet, yeah.
0: right? Yes, by okay, Massonet. Good job Masine identifying the composer. The, yeah. uh, There's qua, your Mass degrees that work there. Okay. One-all. All right. Good boys. Uh, the next question is dedicated to all of our Russian fans that are listening over there across the sea. I know you're tuning in right now. I don't know what time of day it is over there, but good morning or good evening. <laughs> uh, we never want to leave you out of the fun. So uh, Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov composed... Which Christmas-themed opera based on Gogol's evenings on a farm near Dikanka," Is it, hold on for one second, I have to play my sound clip here. Uh, is it. <laughs> That's choice number one. Is it. That's so choice,
4: lyrical.
0: This, is, this is choice number two. Here's, here's choice number two. And then the third choice for you guys is.
4: Maria Sharapova.
0: <laughs> Which of those three choices was the oh? I think that one goes to George again.
2: Okay. Well, it's it's not number two, Perestroika. And okay. Number three, I I'm pretty sure I. I Ate that at Russian tea time last <laughs> time. You <laughs> ate Maria Sharapova <laughs> at Russian tea time? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that must have been it, expensive it tea. Was really <laughs> expensive. So it's, it's going to be number
0: one. <laughs> which is, um, let's see, how do you say this? It is Nikola Rumsky Korsakov's Noch Perhed Rosh Devstom, which is Christmas Eve, the opera. Very good. That's two points for George. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. You are sweet. pulling ahead. All right. Sweet. All right. Sweet guess, Next though, question. All right. Uh, This is a tough one. This is back to English. Who are the visitors in the opera Amal and the Night Visitors? Is it or was it Mary and Joseph with a camel looking for a place to crash? Was it the angel Gabriel coming to tell Amal's mother that she's pregnant again.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or. up, oh, you did it again. What was it? Three bougie dudes. One of them was black with very hipster gifts like incense. Ooh, that was me. That was you? Okay. It was the bougie nice. dudes. The bougie dudes. All right. Three <laughs> bougie dudes. Awesome. All right. So that's 2 we're tied. Two and two, right? I, okay.
5: Is anybody doing Amal in the night visitors around here that we could go see? I walk, mother. No. I, yeah, I'm sure. Were you a mom
2: when doing... you were a little boy? Were you? A... I was a mall when Aww. I was a boy soprano. That's right. Yes. Aww.
0: All right. So was I'm very anybody... impressed by my little elves over here. Here's I'm sure last... lots of people are doing it. Here's the last question. This right. is going to be for it all. This is
2: for it all. Yeah. Here we go. Okay.
0: What did? This is multiple choice, by the way. What did Carmen give Don Jose for Christmas? What oh did God. Carmen give Don Jose for Christmas? Here's choice. <laughs> was it tickets to go see Escamillo? <laughs> <laughs> you know those Spaniards love a fight yes was it a silk flower that never wilts you know how Don Jose is always sleeping with that thing so eat something a little bit more permanent or was it the thing that proves her loyalty to him was it was it herpes <laughs> I just I just dropped my bells <laughs> you know, if you could somebody somebody's gonna win all right <laughs> All right, George. You, All right. Even though you dropped people, you get in the last minute. It was very dramatic over here in the yeah, studio. Yeah. It, George was like racing the floor. They're like struggling to pick up their bells. The
2: gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was uh, B. It was the flower. It was yes, the. It flower. was yeah. It
0: was, it was a flower. flower that never wilts. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! She well, congratulations. Uh, very merry Christmas, uh, everybody.
2: Fired and uh, <laughs> thank you for playing. Sorry, <laughs> little Ben.
0: Sorry about that last <laughs> cl- clue there. Uh, you don't know. It's don't ask your dad what that is. No, no. You need to learn.
2: <laughs> Stick around on Opera Box Score, WNUR 89.3 FM. Chalk Talk Part 2 is coming up after this. It's our Christmas list <laughs> uh, with Oliver. Here we go.
1: You're listening to Opera Box Score.
0: AIDS has created over 14 million orphans worldwide. That's the equivalent of every child under five in America with no one to watch over them. Won't you please help defeat this tragic global epidemic? At current rates, AIDS is turning another child into an orphan every 14 seconds. That's two more children orphaned in just the time it takes to make this announcement. Please go to apathyislethal.org or call 1-866-AIDS-FUND, toll-free now. AIDS is preventable. Apathy is lethal. A public service message brought to you by the United Nations Foundation the Ad Council, and WNUR.
5: An abducted child is everyone's child. And now, everyone who has a cell phone can help. To receive free Amber Alerts on your cell phone, go to wirelessamberalerts.org. A child is calling for help. Brought to you by the Wireless Foundation, the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and the Ad Council.
0: Amnesty International is a worldwide organization dedicated to promoting human rights. Amnesty conducts letter-writing campaigns and tries to raise public awareness about capital punishment, police brutality, and torture in the United States and abroad. For more information about Amnesty International, you can check their national website at www.aiusa.org. This message brought to you by WNUR.
1: Chalk Talk on Opera Box Score with George Cedarquist, Tobias Wright, and Giovanna Jacques.
2: Box score WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. WNUR.org slash pop up is our live stream. And the phone number here in studio to get your opinion, get your voice on the air 847 866. WNUR 847 866 9687. You can also leave us a message 224 2184 box 224 218 Merry Christmas, everybody. Talking about our Christmas lists for opera. Tobias had his chance. I hope you get what you want, Tobias. Giovanna is out sick, and so Oliver is going to talk us through his list.
0: Actually, I'm going to talk us through Giovanna's list because she sent it to us thinking that she was going to be healthy and not vomiting today. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, what she had prepared for today. And I actually like her idea about uh, something that we could all use uh, for Christmas. Uh, She says that she wants to ask Opera Santa for a more of an international influence uh in the opera scene in Chicago specifically uh, a festival in the summer here that takes risks like uh, Aix-en-Provence or maybe even something like uh BAM uh some place that has daring and new ideas about opera with directors and conductors from overseas maybe visiting uh, touring companies or you know chamber opera companies uh we do have you know a huge um, you know opera season here one of the best houses lyric opera and we have these other you know smaller companies like chicago opera theater and haymarket but nothing really that you know brings together international talent in the summertime mm-hmm. rivania festival and uh, grand park festivals do bring in the classical musicians you know but not necessarily the uh, opera singers and and opera uh, productions so i think that's a really nice idea to put chicago on the map Because we do have the audience, I think, to support an international opera festival. Absolutely.
2: I got on my high horse about this on the last episode and basically complaining that Chicago, while a great city to have storefront theater, storefront opera, the international presence here is severely lacking Mm -hmm. because we don't have that institution. You know, like BAM, we don't have a national theater that they have in Washington, D.C., a Kennedy Center. And, you know, we look at a place like the Museum of Contemporary Art, the MCA. I mean, again, they're not even, I mean, they're just bringing folks in. They're not really, you know, developing work or or creating that sort of work. So i say I hope Giovanna gets what she wants. Me too.
0: And on a local level, uh, on an extra local level, um, I do want to... Uh, drop a hint about a project that I'm working on that will fulfill all of your Christmas wish and your Hanukkah. All of our shopping all of in your one place. <laughs> exactly. All of your Hanukkah and Christmas shopping. Okay, good. Uh, coming soon, hopefully by the end of this month, uh, Vocal Arts Chicago, uh, com, which is uh, a website that I'm building to create a uh, database, oh, this is a, ca- the website. a calendar for all the local Chicago based. Uh, Vocal events. Are oh, you
2: actually doing this, Oliver? I'm.
0: I'm doing it myself. Yeah. Wow. Merry um, Christmas, Mo. <laughs> November. <laughs> That's. Uh, I see where you were going. There. Yes. Uh,
5: so wait, um, and and with this this website, uh, yeah. I don't want to, you know, press you too much, but I, I. Yeah. How are you getting all this information? I'm going from? to
0: go on the interwebs myself and look up everything oh that I know. Gosh. And then I'm going to ask... Well,
5: everybody in Chicago does kind of know you. Though. Yeah. And I'm going to ask companies to submit... That's what I found out after to we met two submit... weeks
0: ago. I'm going to ask companies to submit their, their entries to me. Like, i like, I mean, I can... Figure out what calendars are going to be for at least a year out, at least for the big yeah. things like lyric opera and stuff like that. So, so you'll include everybody. on I will. It's going to be very democratic. You'll see. We'll talk about it on the next then when it's actually up. We'll All talk right. about so that, stuff
2: that's awesome. So you did Giovanna's segment, and then you, that was your own Christmas wish, is basically to make my this yeah my Christmas wish huh? is that my web developer
0: it. like would get get his. Get working. Yes, exactly. Good money and meatballs.
2: (laughs) Now, in this week's TKO, we're going to put two great Aidas in the ring and we're going to give you a blow by blow analysis of the famous Nile seed. So definitely stick around for this one. It's up next. TKO.
1: TKO on the OBS.
2: Right, so again, with Giovanna out sick this week, allegedly with the stomach through, probably more to do with drinking that entire bottle of wine eggnog. Eggnog, that's what <laughs> eggnog it was. vomit's the worst. Exactly. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Uh, Oliver's gonna set this up. He's gonna be our judge, and Tobias and I are gonna go head to head. Here we go. Yeah, the feedback from the
0: you know tens of of listeners that we have uh, <laughs> has been that there's not enough music on Opera Box scores. So I thought that we'd incorporate a little bit of uh, audio in our TKO segment. Um, so this, this week, as uh, George already suggested, we're going to be talking about Aida Nile's scene. If there's any doubt that the titular character of Verdi's Aida is one of the most difficult soprano roles in all of opera, it is, in fact, the third act, also known as the Nile scene, that puts the heroine to the test and proves what uh, type of singer you really need, you truly need to have in this opera. Uh, they're so rare, the great Aidas. Uh, in just one half hour, Aida sings her most challenging aria, followed by the heartbreaking duet with her father in which he denounces her and calls her a traitor. Then she has to sing another duet with Radames in which she has to try to seduce him into leaving Egypt and confessing his military strategy, capped off with the throat-busting cabaletta. Uh, This Verdi heroine has to be able to display true Heimweh or homesickness, uh, in the ario patria mia, which is uh, crowned with the high sea that you have to float, you have to be rejected, you have to feel uh, obedient to your dad and cry and make crying noises. And you have to be able to sound pissed off when you're trying to uh, convince uh, Radamez that he needs to leave Egypt. Uh, there has to be legato. There has to be dips in the chest voice. And you're never going to leave the stage and go take a smoke break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you have to uh, deploy the spezzati, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, see what challenges we have today. Uh, Tobias, who do you pick as your... Teen Price. Excellent choice. Uh, Teen Price, our American diva, who's still kicking chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sang the prima donna's only role of Aida all the way up to her retirement in 1985. She was Absolutely almost incredible. almost 60 years old when she retired that role. Uh, what about you, George? Yeah,
2: and I'm picking Renata Tibaldi.
0: Great. She is the beautiful Italian soprano uh, of the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, some would say. And uh, her career uh, intersected with uh, the beginning of Leontine Price's career. Uh, Her voice was so beautiful, they often considered her to be the beauty to the beast of Kalas. And uh, her voice was used to dub the movie version of. Aida, which was cast with Sophia Loren.
2: Oh, man, this is going to be a gimme. Yes. All right. So <laughs> for <laughs> I, um,
5: before we start this, do yeah. I need my little bells still?
0: Uh, no, 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 no. So to keep this fair, we will be sampling live uh, recordings. Uh, Tibaldi from Rome in 1952 and Leontine Price from the Met in 1963. So let's get started and look at the most obvious head-to-head lick in this half-hour tour de force. Uh, our first excerpt is the cadenza that leads up to the famous high sea uh, in O Patrimia. This happens early in the Nile scene. I remember that just before an intermission, the entire cast was on stage in the Triumphal March. The full orchestra, the chorus, the brass, the camels, the elephants. Uh, did our challengers leave enough uh, in the tank for this most exposed moment from the opera?
2: Oh man, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to. All uh, right, to Advocate so, gonna, for my
0: girl. What do you to say about that?
5: Uh, you heard it. Yeah. I don't have to say a whole lot. I I mean, you hear the color there, and the way I mean, no Tabaldi obviously. Good God, you know. Not, yeah, I mean Tabaldi's to tone are, are is so
0: gorgeous, but she was not a high sea girl. She's not a high sea girl. Yeah. and, and but I mean, the, in, in, just, in the fifties, she could do it. I mean, but later on in the career, bright.
5: it was too bright.
0: I just think there's, I think there's too much edge on it, and she yeah. and Leontine Price is able to add in that kind of softness and oh, to decrescendo. On it, it got it's rich.
5: Like, it's, I think the most telling moment is that we all kind
2: of started to giggle when yeah. she's saying it. Yeah. yeah. George, <laughs> anything you want to say to defend you? I, I have nothing to say. Okay. Get, so I'm that gonna, first
0: gonna, first round goes to Leontine Price. All right. Which
2: is why boxing rounds are ten. Maybe like ten <laughs> rounds. Okay. okay, okay yes. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Next round. Aida's father just called her a slave of the pharaoh. Uh, here is a supplicant ascending very line that takes a dip down the octave. This time we'll start with Lansing Price.
2: Beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, George, what do you got to say about that?
2: Well, I mean, look, this is an Italian opera. Yeah. Tabaldi, that is her, her native tongue. I mean, that, that diction is like crystal clear. You can get every single word. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I have to say something here.
5: Go ahead. Say it quickly. I think that the Tabaldi recording was a better quality recording. No, they're both the live
0: recordings. I th- actually think the Tabaldi recording is of lesser quality. It was recorded like 10 years earlier. It so. sounded
5: so much clearer to me.
0: Well, that's because Tabaldi's diction is just clear, and because of that edge we were talking about before, yeah. she has the edge in her voice. So you and think
5: so, you think going through both passages there and then going down into her chest voice. Well, you so Lantine
0: Price, Price's chest voice was always always had that kind of smoky covered quality, yeah. which is very appealing. <laughs> but uh, she does have to modify the vowel, mm-hmm. and you know, quanto mi costi. She coste. She did that thing, you know, so, yeah. so I'm going to give that round to Tabaldi. All right. Do we yeah. have to go to a PSA or should We're we? We're good. Okay. Next round. Ra- on. Next round. Uh, this is the Spezzati round. Uh, the Spezzati is a device in which a composer writes very short phrases meant to sound like little angry daggers. Uh, a singer can really use all of the air to, to get viciously into the test, text uh, like a dog in a bone. Uh, Here's a tricky passage that ends with a string of spezzati up the scale from a low D at the bottom of the soprano register up to a high G. Who sounds more like they hate the tenor in this moment? We will let Tibaldi start.
4: Come, come, come,
2: I mean, I think this one's a matter of taste, you know, and, mm-hmm. and fighting style, basically. I mean, for me, again, like that, that Spetsati feel with Tabaldi is just like so sharp and clear. and
0: uh, It's the edge in her voice, and that gives her a lot of control of the diction. What about you, It's Tobias? a musical thing, but it's also yeah. an
2: emotional thing and like a character thing, and you can really hear that even though it's just that recording.
0: What do you have to say about it, Tobias? So
2: I'm going with Price on this one. Okay, okay. of
1: and course re- you would.
5: Well, I mean, because I chose her, but... <laughs> part of the reason being because it was in that particular moment because it wasn't perfect vocally, you get that rawness. Okay. And, and especially in like an emotional moment like that, um, in an emotional moment like that, I think if you, if it's so raw, you feel that as a singer and as a, And as a listener, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be perfect.
0: But I I agree with you. And like this one thing that I'll I'll throw in here, which also has to do with the last clip, is the idea of bel canto singing. And just really briefly, the idea of bel canto is something we all learn as singers, is to keep the tone quality the same all throughout your register Mm -hmm. and to keep the vibrato speed the same uh, at all dynamics. And, um, you know, Tabaldi was employing a more bel canto approach to it while still really biting on the diction Whereas uh, Price's register breaks are very, very clear.
5: Yeah. So. Well, and I think one of the things, too, when you think about voices, mm-hmm. it makes no— I mean, I love the Bel Canto idea, yeah. but our voices shouldn't be even yeah. throughout. Otherwise, they're not as thrilling.
0: Yeah. Well, that gets more into the Verismo operas. But uh, uh, how are we doing, George? We're good. Let's okay. Get, let's plug, push all head. right. I'm going to call that one for Tibaldi. Yes. Oh. Uh, all right. This is the fourth round. So this fourth round is going to be about a 90-second clip. Uh, Aida knows that she must seduce the tenor to reveal the secret path uh, that his army is going to take and she tempts him with the ripe and exotic fruit of her native Ethiopia. It's about to get hot in here, boys.
2: girl sounds a little tired here actually I, <laughs> I, I, I think that tempo is too slow you, you too can't languorous.
0: say that about Ronaldo she did amazing it was the down, the downward saying. portamento that she did and <laughs> that long and that octave jump whatever it was was so gorgeous what do you got to say about it Tobias
5: uh I felt like Tibaldi's right there was a little too academic for
0: me. Oh, wow. Okay. That's kind of what I thought. You think that Lancy Price took more rubato and took more liberty? She did. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree with you. I think that Lancy Price really kind of stretched out this passage and made it fit her particular technique. And I mean, she could sing the longest phrase and she really, really like just let it spin. And it felt, I mean, like, I don't know if this is going to sound like uh, unethical for me to say this, but you know, there's something about her tone quality that feels, you know, African American mm-hmm. which adds really to the well, idea I think that was of an exotic ch- bar place, you know.
5: Why I chose her in the first place wasn't necessarily because of her ethnic background, mm-hmm. but it was because of the color of her voice. Yeah. And I've always been drawn to a sound of a singer that is uh richer. It's spicy. Yeah, I yeah. just want that rich. I want to feel warm. I want to be wrapped up in a voice and just take me along well, with it.
2: Well, you wrap you up? She'll hold you. Yeah. yeah. She'll hold your hair. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. What are you take doing me home?
0: baby. <laughs> All right, so we got two minutes left uh, before we have to go to our PSA, so we're going to go to the last round. Uh, This is uh, the knockout punch here. Uh, Possibly the hardest phrase for the soprano after all of that singing. This is in the cabaletta, a real throat buster after this duet. Uh, The scene is about to conclude for her. Thank you, Verdi. Uh, Yes, so many singers uh, go splat uh, on this passage. Uh, This is supposed to sound triumphant, and uh, more often than not, it sounds difficult. Who are we starting with? Uh, we're starting with Renata.
2: Okay. We're gonna take a listen to this. We'll go straight to the PSAs, and then we're gonna come back with the decision. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Listening to Opera Box Score.
3: Do you need to travel for medical reasons but don't have the money? Are you an abused mother who needs to escape to the protection of family? Angel Flight believes nobody should be denied medical care or other help because they can't afford to travel. Angel Flight has volunteer pilots standing by to help those in need. Contact Angel Flight to see if they can help you.
5: Call toll-free 1-877-621-7177 or go to angelflight.org. This message brought to you by Angel Flight and WNUR. Coughs and colds are no fun for anyone, but don't assume you need antibiotics. Taking unneeded antibiotics can do more harm than good because sensitive bacteria are killed and resistant ones are left to grow. That means the next time you take an antibiotic, it might not work. This message brought to you by the National Consumers League and WNUR.
0: Did you know things on shower curtains, a
5: blanket, even a teddy bear could trigger your child's asthma attacks? Help prevent your child's asthma attacks and avoid the emergency room. For the latest information, call toll-free
1: 1-866-NO-ATTACKS or visit www.noattacks.org. Attack asthma. Learn
5: more. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council.
3: Hey, Billy. Want to go to the state fair?
4: Yeah!
3: Well, you can't. Huh? Well, you see, Billy, when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have done with it. But now your parents are becoming energy efficient. They could save hundreds of dollars a year and take you to the fair next year.
4: I want to go now.
3: I know you do. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energiesavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S.
1: Department of Energy and the Ad Council. TKO on the OBS.
2: WNUR 89.3 FM, Evanston, Chicago. This is Opera Box Score. George Cedarquist with Oliver Camacho sitting in for Giovanna Jacques, who is indisposed, and of course Tobias Wright. Uh, We're in the TKO segment. The fight is over. Uh, Yeah,
0: we had the final round. We were a tie before the fifth round, and we had Lane Team Price just wailing on the high B without mm. any difficulty. And sadly, our beautiful Renata Tibaldi uh, came uh, up against an obstacle in the amazing Price. And she got through it. And like the thing is that Tibaldi is an amazing singer with a great voice. But technique-wise, uh, you're going to have to hand it over to Leontine Price. And a T-K-O. A T-K-O. <laughs> I will I'm sorry, George. You won the quiz, but you did not win the T-K-O. So. As,
5: as the victor, though, I do have to say Tibaldi in that last clip and that cavaletta yeah. mm, yeah. Kind of yeah. fell victim a little bit to somebody choosing a different tempo Then I think she probably wanted to. Yeah, that was the
0: conductor. I I should figure out who that was. Yeah, Um, I
5: I was just curious about that because there were times as a singer... Solti was the conductor for the
0: Price and for the Tabaldi that was Alberto Herede from Hmm. Roma.
2: Okay, well...
5: It's just kind of interesting you hear that, isn't? It? as a singer. You're like,
0: <gasps> yeah, <gasps> I know. Bless her heart. Yeah. yeah.
5: She was but here's, I will say this. Topic.
0: I was uh, doing research for this segment. I was really surprised that Tibaldi in the fifties could sing this role with a lot of command. You know, later on in her career, she was known for singing flat above the staff, but I thought the high C actually, and the patchery was pretty impressive. You know? That's so, it
2: too. Yeah. That was great. Cool. Right on. Enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, time for my Christmas list, Yay! right? Yeah, exactly. I, I had a long Christmas list here and, um, Oh, where to begin? uh we don't have a ton of time i here's a couple of different here's some small things on my Christmas list is that I would love to have those seat back title screens that they have at the Met um installed at lyric opera of chicago uh they're just they are so discreet if you've ever been to the Met listeners it's like a it's it's like a thin little band of an of an l c d display like four calculators wide. If you remember like your old fashioned calculator and you can program it in any number of languages mm-hmm. and basically in oh, PS, you can also turn it off if you just don't want to see anything there. Uh, and they're just so discreet. If you want to see the titles, it's there. And if you don't want it, it can just go away. And I, I wish that lyric would splash out and, Drop some money on those. So that's on my Christmas list. Uh, what else? I would love it if um, artistic administrators that I sent my materials to would write back to me. That would be really nice. <laughs> uh, here we have um, the little yeah, get back Christmas to grievances. I, eh? I, I mean, how many like emails do these guys? And I think they are mostly guys. How many emails a day do they get? Uh, it's not thousands, right? It's hundreds probably. But all they just need to say is like reviewing okay. your materials. You know, I'm, I'm you going to interrupt here interest.
0: because I remember what my Christmas list was supposed to include. Okay. Uh, which is a black lesbian opera administrator, like a GD <laughs> of a company who's who's a woman or even transgender, like, you know, uh, so that we can have some new flavors up here in this opera biz. <laughs> that, all right. I'm sorry. to interrupt you. Go on. No,
2: no. That's, that's, Maybe they'd write back to you. They, they probably yeah. would. Uh, let me see here what else would I like Um, I'd like more German rep in opera houses that's for sure I I just maybe it's because I lived in Germany for a couple years but and humble brag and and in the yeah (laughs) I know (laughs) <laughs> and, and they... they for my do, time in Germany. I know. Sound, <laughs> I know. It sounds so pretentious when I say it. I really, honestly, I don't mean it to sound pretentious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love you. But, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, you know, the German houses, like, they program a lot of German composers. Why? Obviously, it's because, like, the What are you looking for? Do you want,
0: like, Lortzig or Weber or okay, what?
2: Okay, so let me... Look, operabass.com, if you haven't been to com, and they don't pay me to say this, I Mm -hmm. just think it's a great website. But they could, and we would take it. We certainly would take it if we were allowed to, uh, is that you can basically search any opera title, any opera composer, any opera singer that's been performing basically from like two seasons ago for two up to two seasons in the future, because all these houses have programmed all this in advance. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the stats on this is amazing. I mean, this is what makes Opera Box Square what it is, is because like we're driven by stats the way that sports are driven by stats. If you look at this thing and you see the number of entries, okay, here we go. I looked up the USA. There are a total of, we're going to round it up, 1,500 opera performances in the 2015-2016 season in the U.S. In all houses? Over all houses, okay. yes, exactly. Okay. And, and those performances are coming from 360 productions. Uh, by far, the, the big three uh, well, composers are who, you guys? This is not a pop quiz. Puccini. Right. Verdi. Right. Mozart. Exactly. Uh, and thank you, master's degree. Thanks, exactly. <laughs> so then you look at how many people are doing Strauss. Okay, so wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. And then that's Johann Strauss, and then Ricard Strauss. One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so there's like seven uh, seven plus six. Thirteen total productions of a German opera. Uh, I guess I'm not. Out of 360? I know, exactly. Now, Mozart, yes, Sauberflotte is in there, Magic Flute, and also Abduction from the Seraglio, two productions of that. Which has seen a nice little resurgence over the last few years. There is no, this is going to answer your question, Oliver, there is no uh, Hindemith. There is oh, no gosh. Krennic. There is no Orf. Krennic? You want Krennic? Yes. I want Johnny Spielt-Alf. Am I wrong to say that? Uh, there, There is Kurt Vile. A little
0: pretentious, but... Uh, there,
2: there's a little bit of Lehar in here, but the problem okay. is... And wait, we can't really count that because everybody does it in English. Yeah. Yeah, the Lehar doesn't even count. It, wait, is the is the lyric... Uh, English. Matt, Mary Widow in, It's in English? Yes. Oh, I'm going on Wednesday afternoon. Ooh! Well, that's disappointing. To a, little a little Nicole you just, Cabell. You just ruined my Christmas,
5: did I? Mm. What? Yeah, you by totally... telling you what you were going to find out on Wednesday, which is my birthday, by the way. Thank you. Oh, okay. Do you want to take me to the opera with you? No, I don't. I'm going by myself.
2: What? Yes. For Christmas, I want to go. Because everyone For else, is... Christmas, I want to go no. see this three-act opera alone. <laughs> 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 so I would love to get some more German composers in, in the opera houses. Don't. Now the problem is, right, is that most of these German pieces. Is anyone doing Weber? I can't believe that. 1,500 uh, opera performances in this country, 360 productions, and no one is doing their fry like, Or am Like, am mad or madman to want or whatever. That? Or whatever. Like, exactly. I hear you. Or, or what about, um, what you are know, the other German I think we're not doing either? enough Britain, to be honest with you. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I'm going to give you the Britain. I think we're Here we go. Plenty. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you are. <laughs> Britain. There's three total performances of Britain operas.
0: In Chicago or in the world? In the U.S. In the what? universe. This in this In, this, in, in this the US. planet. In the U.S. Three? Have you checked the other planets? i have have not checked the universal Does database? that include
5: okay. that awesome production that just happened in Chicago here recently? <laughs> no,
2: the, the micro opera companies are not on this list. Okay. This is kind of okay. the, the, okay. the big hitters. Uh, what's the other thing I would like on my Christmas list? Well, I'd love a teleport machine so I could actually go and see other people's work. I mean, this is well, a huge problem in this country. Is like First, got
0: to work on the hoverboard. So.
2: Yeah, this is true, but No one goes and sees anyone else's shows because the distances are too far to travel, plus, like, a hotel. Well, I'll
0: throw in that Google 360, as much as I don't want to advertise for the big wigs over here. Are they paying you? uh, 360-degree performances. They're going to start doing these broadcasts where there's going to be multiple cameras on the stage and whatnot. And so you can, uh, you know, access uh, different camera angles from your laptop or whatever, and you can kind of customize your viewing experience. Who are we going to be able to watch? There, there are certain. Org- the Mets going be one of them. But there's also gonna be like some. I know, can already watch the Met on my. No, but you TV. can't watch it 360. You got to watch the director's. I don't need cut. to
2: watch it 360. I want to watch and 360. I want to be up in
0: Grigolo's. Buy you know, a ticket. Armpit, this this is
2: on your list. Uh, no, no, no. I have. On, I'm on? waiting for
0: my list. it's like you keep going on. So. Okay. So.
2: I, I, the, the Google 360 yeah. thing. I just think that's totally nonsense because like, I don't think n- it's necessary at 95 all. Percent, uh, percent of these productions are all proscenium style anyway. So if you're like part of that degree of the 360 then you're basically looking in the wings or you're looking into the house like nobody
0: no but then you have the director no. who's always you know deciding what you need to see i want to decide what i want to see I, maybe i want to watch from one camera angle the entire time or maybe i want to yeah. keep my eye on the oval player because he's cute
2: yeah yeah you oliver you talked about this on the upper now yeah. podcast which was smoking uh last hey, week thanks. by the way it was really it was really super good if you haven't checked it out it was uh, what was the episode number? Whatever two the four most re- yeah. two four five, the most recent one. It was really good. And you guys talked about the the Google three sixty thing, and and uh, I mean your take on it, or was it Doug's? I think is just complete nonsense. It's mm. like what a waste of money, what a waste of time. Aww. You know, so do mm-hmm. not put that on my Christmas list. I do not want that <laughs> okay. in my stock. I don't
5: want it either. I'm yeah. sorry, Oliver. I like you, but
2: don't no. Well, is there so, anything on your Christmas forgetting? list? Is... Yeah. Well, I'm going to do mine really quickly. Is okay.
0: that all right? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. So, um. Dallas Opera, this is from Giovanna, actually. Dallas Opera is doing a show called Becoming Santa Claus. Uh, The story is, uh, in an elven kingdom in the far, far north, Prince Claus will celebrate his 13th birthday with the party to end all parties. However, a bright star has signaled a momentous birth. Claus decides to dazzle this newborn with an assortment of the very latest gifts before discovering that the love, that love, love, is the most (laughs) treasured (laughs) gift of all. This opera is commissioned by <sighs> Chloe Shea, who passed away from childhood cancer in 2011. Ouch. Oh. Uh, I think it's a good call. Uh, it's an opera written specifically for children, which is something the art form does not have Kinda in an like abundance. That, yes. It seems accessible, and I can only hope it gets kids excited about opera. As cheesy as the synopsis may be, it's a beautiful tribute to a little girl who took great comfort in Santa being a reality. And this I is think that's your... awesome to put on And this also and happens shows, to no? include Jenny Rivera, who is one of our regular panelists on Opera Now. And I will also go ahead and plug her CD innocence experience and as long as we're talking about uh jenny rivera i will add that she was just nominated for a grammy award well her wow. at her and boston baroque uh for the recent recording of uh, return of ulysses monteverdi also on the grammy uh nominee list for operas is Janacek's *Jenufa*, uh mozart's abduction with yannick nix again my husband uh ravel <laughs> l'enfant <laughs> Les from deca conducted by seji ozawa with isabel leonard
1: as and well. finally,
0: an opera that I saw, uh, Stefani's Niobe, Regina di Tebe, from the Boston Early Music Festival, with Paul Odette and Stephen Stubbs.
2: That is a lot of stuff on your Christmas list. We're I gonna... do want the recording
0: of the Stefani, actually. All right,
2: we'll try and put that in your in your yes. stocking. Uh, we're going to wrap this show up with Good Call, Bad Call. Right after this break, stick around. Wnur eighty nine point three FM.
1: Good call. Bad Call, on Opera Fox School.
2: All right, it is that time again. Good call, bad call. Tobias Wright, what do you got?
5: Bad call was the stromboli I ate for dinner. Good call! That <laughs> <It> was <laughs> yeah, bad
0: for us, too. Yeah, don't
5: Tonight <laughs> is the world premiere of Bel Canto, the new opera at the uh, Lyric Opera of Chicago. Um, written by Jimmy Lopez, the composer, uh, based on the Anne Patchett best-selling novel. Um, I'm excited for that. I know that the tickets have gone uh, extremely fast, sold extremely well. People are really excited about it. It's awesome to have a world premiere at a world-class opera house. I think it's really exciting to see
2: um, uh, a company take a huge risk. Right on. Macho Oliver Camacho, uh, A
0: couple of good calls really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Wednesday at Piano Forte Foundation on South Michigan Avenue, the second in the series of recitals uh, presented by leaderstuba.org. Uh, this Wednesday is soprano Nathalie Collat, uh, born in France, amazing soprano. an amazing uh, singer yes. and
5: wonderful woman. It's finally. on your
0: birthday, though, so you'll miss it. And Eugenia Cheng. And if you're interested in Leader Stuba, check us out. Uh, we have our open house this Friday, From 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. in Mm. the Fine Arts Building, Uh, bring a song, sing a song, listen, drink some wine. Uh, My bad call is long intermissions. Uh, If you are going to throw a concert uh, and your intermission is longer than the first half, then you must give us snacks. Hot chocolate, cookies, booze, all of it is good. But otherwise, 10 minutes, 15 minutes is plenty.
2: Yep. Bad call for me this week. This is kind of old news, but the Swiss director, Luc Bondi, uh, died about 10 days ago. He was in his late 60s. He was a phenomenal director. He did not direct a lot in the U.S. I think uh, the controversial Tosca, which he did, was 2008, 2009. It
0: was his only show at the Met, yeah. At the
2: Met, yeah, exactly. And look, people, come on. It was not that controversial. Get over it. There was a
0: boob on stage. Uh,
2: Yeah, okay. I'm a boob. Luke Bondy, L-U-C-B-O-N-D-Y. I mean, all the greatest directors are Swiss because they all grow up speaking four languages. Uh, But he is definitely going to be missed. That's it for tonight's show. Our creative consultant is Oliver Camacho, and our in-show announcer is Norm Waddell. Visit Norm on the web at voxershorts.com. That's V O X E R S H O R T S.com. And the executive producer for Opera Box Score is Eric Rita. Right now, you're rocking out to the song Vodka Inferno by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. Let us know what you think of the show. Opera Box Score at gmail.com, at Opera Box Score on Twitter, Opera Box Score on Facebook. The whole team is back in 2016 on Monday, January 4th at 8 p.m., 9 Eastern, here on WNRA. Let me tell you right now, the new year is bringing big changes to our show. We got new segments, new guests, new topics. New brown people. But the same old fourth grade humor (laughs) that you've come to know and love. So make a note to tune in now to the show. For Tobias Wright and Giovanna Jacques, I'm George Cedarquist, asking you to talk about opera at least once before the end of 2015. The Funny Tiny Comedy Hour is up next. You're listening to WNUR-FM Evanston, Chicago, Chicago's Sound Experiment. Oh wow, perfect.
0: That is